What's up, Pitt fans? Happy 4th of July here on the Pitt Mailbag, brought to you by the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel. I'm Noah Hiles. He's Chris Carter. Chris, we're recording this Monday. Do you have any plans for Independence Day? Doing anything fun? I'm just chilling at the crib. We're going to eat some good barbecue, going to drink some good beer, and I'm not going to talk sports on a microphone, just to oh. myself. <laughs> I, I, hey, I appreciate that. That's good. You're going to... What's your favorite sporting event to watch on 4th of July? There's there's really two to choose from. There's, of course, baseball. And then yeah. there's my favorite, the the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Do you, do you watch that? Man, I like, if it's on in the background, I'll like peep it and I'll just be like, ugh, can't do that anymore. Like, the, there was a point in my life when I was like in my early 20s where I was like, man, I could do that. But like, at the time I hit 25, I was like, man, those people are sick. I don't know how you do that kind of stuff. I just, I can't, I, when I watch it, I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll turn on baseball. I think that Joey Chestnut might be the most dominant athlete pound for pound in his sport. <laughs> no, I, he, never, he never loses. And then he breaks the world record every year. I think that that's yeah. just, it's so impressive. I mean, it's like him or Shohei Otani at this point, in yeah, my opinion, yeah, yeah. but like, it's, it's pretty close in my opinion, but they don't tune in to hear us talk about Joey Chestnut or Shohei Otani. Uh, they hear us. They they come to hear us talk about pit football, pit basketball, all pit athletics, and we're gonna do that. We're gonna start off with Eileen, uh, who always brings the good questions. She wants to know, and I like this question: What do you hear about Sean Fitzsimmons? Will we see him involved on the defensive line this year? Uh, Carter, you can start this off. I hear good things about Sean Fitzsimmons. I, I gotta be honest. I covered Pitt in twenty twenty. And the way that Pat Narduzzi talks about Sean Fitzsimmons reminds me the way that he talked about Kalaja Kansi. Like, really excited, does a lot of good things, needs to sharpen these things up. I think that he's a big piece of the puzzle that that Pitt's got coming with the continuing the dominance of their defensive fronts that they've had over the past several years under Charlie Partridge. I think if him and Ghost, uh, uh, can Isaiah Neal, Isaiah can, Neal yeah. if, if, if those two can become a, a one-two punch for the next couple years, man, that could be a problem. But you also still have Elliot Donald who's, who's coming up. They, they, they've got a lot of answers potentially on this defensive line, despite losing uh, Kalijah Kansi as a first round pick this year to the Buccaneers. So, um, I think that I think that he's looking pretty good, and I think people should be excited that, that what Charlie Parker is going to do again this year. Yeah, uh, that's always one of the names that comes up when you ask, you know, who are some of the young guys that are impressing in practice? They, they would talk about him throughout the fall last year, just at mm -hmm. random times. And the guy only played, I think, in two games last year. I, think he, I know he, he got a sack against Rhode yeah. Island. That was his first game he played in. I think he got snaps against Miami. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and I'm not sure if he played in the bowl game or not, but I know he played, he didn't play enough to ruin his red shirt is what right. I, what I know. But for a guy who only played in a couple of games, I mean, they brought his name up a lot. It was, it was Narduzzi who would bring him up. It would be coach mm -hmm. Partridge. It would be Randy Bates. It would be mm -hmm. offensive lineman, defensive lineman. And, you know, at other position groups, you can see there's different players who stand out to different people, but Fitzsimmons is one of the most, I think, most universally brought up names as far as talk about an underclassman who you think is going to be really good. His name is one of the first, if not the first, brought up every single time. So I don't know what we'll see from Sean this year because you got to remember they still have a ton of experience in that interior defensive line with, with Bentley, with David Green, with Devin Danielson. You have three six-year players at that position. Now, with that being said, 
Pitt's going to play the most talented guy. And there, there have been many examples of older players who get passed up by someone who can help the team win now. And that, and that could happen. And that's nothing against Danielson Green or Bentley, who are, who have all been productive players, all guys who helped this team win an ACC championship a couple years ago. But if, if Fitzsimmons is showing more than he's going to play, I think he'll be in the mix. I don't, I don't think we'll see a ton of him early in the season as far as a regular contributor. But I think toward the end of the season, when, when guys are getting banged up a little bit or when you have a little bit more time to really prove yourself, I wouldn't be shocked if Sean Fitzsimmons is a starter toward the end of the year. Just- yeah, I could, I could certainly see that. But again, like you said, they've got tons of experience there. Devin Danielson, David Green, DeAndre Jules, Tyler Bentley, all of those guys have been with the team for a while. But again, this is the benefit of what they have at Pitt is that they keep guys around who are talented, guys who grow in the system naturally. And then behind them, that's where you have Fitzsimmons, Donald, and Neal. So like the, the, the good thing is for Pitt, there's no pressure on those young kids. Because, I mean, what, what, what Fitzsimmons is a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Uh, Donald's a redshirt sophomore. Isaiah Neal's a straight-up freshman. Like, these are all guys that have many years to grow un, un, under under this program. And if, if they do grow this year, great. Awesome. They're starters and you're killing it. But if they don't, you have four different veterans that you're used to to have a rotation right now. Right. And that's what we've been saying all along as we you know move on from this question is the pit defensive line. It's not going to be some star headline group this year. It's going to be a it's going to be a rotation of like seven or eight guys who might they might have different starters you know, half of the games this season, they're going to have different combinations. You're not going to see many series where they have the same four guys lined up up front. They're super deep. They don't have a superstar there yet. There are a couple guys who could be, but as of right now, I think it's just going to be a, an incredibly deep committee that does well up front for the Panthers this year. We'll switch over to the basketball side. Now uh, Panther for life wants to know Dior Johnson was sentenced to one year probation around December 2nd, 2022. Does Pitt expect his current sentence to affect his ability for exhibition games like those in Europe and perhaps the first few games of the season? You know, this is a good question. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything there is to know about Dior's legal situation. Um, we, we covered it. I don't, I don't know if he is forced to stay in the state of Pennsylvania, if he has to stay in the United States. I don't know how he's done during his probation, if there's been any other things going on, good or bad. Um, what I do know is they, they expect him to play. And I don't know I don't know if he's going to Europe or not, but I, I would be pretty surprised if he wasn't with the team uh, come regular season. Is that fair to assume, Chris? I think that's fair to assume. Also, it should be noted that if you petition the court, you can knock down a probation uh, at, at some point, especially like a year-long probations. Like he's served – what that was what in December December so, so we're on month seven of it now right so he served more than half of that time if, if he if if he if they have if they have uh enough built up um respect with the court to see like hey he's been a good citizen he's been a good kid he's he's been in college doing his thing he stay out of trouble you know we, we petition the court to lower his probation so that he can get back to playing he can do this thing that he came to the to the city for in the first place i don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility but you're right we don't know that the exact terms of everything uh with with his case and whether or not he can leave the country or the state or whatever but i, I anticipate that they'll find a way to work it out this this guy is a is a really talented basketball player 
who the, who the program is is uh, you know brought in with a lot of hope to fix things up, and there's a lot of space for him to be that playmaker for for the Panthers this year. So um, it it could get in the way early. We saw you know I, we saw Ithiel Horton you know you know uh, recently just a couple years back you know have his stint with the police and you know him being in and out and then in again uh for the for the panthers but i think the or johnson situation will have worked itself out so that he'll be available for the early part of the season absolutely we'll move on now and this is a really good one i like from dennis um is it fair to say pit football's 2024 recruiting class has hit a wall it feels like they've really lost some momentum in the past weeks uh Dennis, for, for context, when he says hit a wall, here, here are some things that have happened against Pitt in the late weeks of June. On June 23rd, Chasen Johnson, guy who had previously verbally committed to Pitt, decommits and then commits to Central Florida the same day. So they lose a verbal commitment, their first loss. That's going to happen, and he's just a three-star, no big deal. But the thing that stands out to me here, they've had three different four-stars in the past week, commit elsewhere. Coy Beasley committed to Purdue, uh, I believe, on Thursday. Dominic Kirks committed to Washington uh, this weekend. That's a four-star defensive end. And uh, Tara Nichols committed to Kentucky on Sunday. So you you have those. You miss out on three four-stars that all had you in their final three to five teams in the mix. All of these guys made official visits. Um, and another guy they miss out on is Henry Hasselback, a guy that we've talked about a mm-hmm. lot on this mailbag. Um, someone who was verbally committed to play lacrosse at Maryland. And I foolishly said, I thought if he was going to end up playing quarterback, he'd come down to Pitt or Boston College. Well, he picked neither one of those schools. He's going to Michigan State. So they, they miss out on one of their top quarterback guys they're going after. They miss out on four or three four stars with the potential to miss out on another one Monday evening. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. Uh, Elias Rudolph is committing. Uh, Monday evening, he's a four-star defensive end. I believe his final schools are like Pitt, Michigan, and Miami. Um, Carter, I, I think it is a fair claim to make that they are hitting a little bit of a wall. Where it was good to see them. If you're a Pitt fan, you know you you are happy to see them get all those big verbal commits in in, in early June. Because you if you think about it, they have three four stars committed right now. Only one of those guys committed in June. They've had two four stars committed for. A while. I I, yeah. I think Whittington committed it was like a year last ago. year. Yeah and, yeah. and Farmer committed on Christmas Day. So they've mm-hmm. only had one four-star commit in the year of 2023. And while, yes, it, it's good to load your class with a lot of three-stars, and I think some of those three-stars that have verbally committed will eventually be four-stars. I think Holmes will be uh, a four-star, the offensive lineman. I think uh, Jeremiah, the linebacker from Miami, will end up probably being a four-star. He's a four-star on another recruiting side, I believe. Um but you, you now that you had that foundation, the end of June, early July, this was going to be the month where Pitt's class really solidified itself as a legitimate top 25 recruiting class. And when you're losing guys to Purdue and Kentucky and Washington, who, sure, these programs have had some success. Washington was in the playoff. Kentucky's played in power, or, you know, New Year's Six Bowl games, and it's in the SEC. I just... You know, you, you should you can lose one of these guys to those programs, but I think all three, that's that's tough. I think the Panthers were hoping to get at least one of those three guys and and same for Hasselback. It's just it's just a lot of L's after a lot of dubs earlier in the month. I also think there's some temperament that needs to be taken by Pitt fans is that, you know, 
I think there's a, there was a lot of excitement in June when there was a lot of you know three stars and you got another four star and and you were getting high up in the rankings there in the top ten. But this is part of what we talked about would happen is eventually other teams will start to sign big name players or commit get big big name verbal commits, excuse me, and that will drop them back back down out of the rankings. And I believe as it stands right now, they're ranked 17th according to rivals right now with their current 2024 class of yeah. 20 commitments here. But I, I think some of this has to be taken in you know, with balancing things out, like this is still a strong recruiting class for Pitt. Has it hit a wall? Sure. But I think it's a natural wall after they've brought in a lot of names now. And this is part of the balancing act that you do when you're recruiting guys, because you're recruiting a lot of different positions. They have, uh, you know, a lot of defensive backs, a lot of defensive linemen. Some of those guys might see that and say like, mm, you know what? I look at, the, I look at this list of commits and I look at the guys that are already on the roster Maybe I'm not going to make as much of a dent here, so I'm going to go over here where they have a spot lined up for me with with how that's supposed to play out. There's a lot of games that get played at this time of the year, but I, I think Pitt fans have to remember that Pitt, Pitt is still trying to grow into being a consistent program that wins nine-plus wins every year. They've only done that for two straight years now, and that's something that is to be celebrated. And I think it is helping with, with them with some of the Whitfield recruits and some of the guys that they have brought in. But they're still not this top tier, uh, this top tier program that's going to keep winning recruiting battles left and right. They need, they still need to produce after that. Now, if they keep this up for another two years, and when the college football playoffs get expanded, they they sneak in as one of those teams. Then I think we could start seeing maybe some more battles like this winning out longer on. But I think like right now, it, it's kind of be to be expected that some of the some of the things would cool down. Uh, in the recruitment period, because this has been such a busy recruitment period for them. They've gotten all these commitments, um, and I still think they'll they'll get some more. But, I mean, yes, they, they hit a wall, but I don't think it's a wall that's like, you know, it, it's not like a wall that says they're slacking or they're, they, they, they're not doing well. It's just, a, I think, a natural wall that comes at this point of the recruitment process for a program like Pitt right now. Yeah, and I think to build off your point, I, while they were ranked at one point in time in the top 10 in the country, we've tried to say numerous times, this currently isn't, this is not a top 10 recruiting class. It's not. Mm-hmm. No matter how some outlets act like every kid that verbally commits to Pitt is going to be the next Kenny Pickett or Kalijah Kansi, we don't do that. It, it's just the truth. It's, you know, these are three-star guys, a lot of them. And while some of them, yes, they have upside, they're, they're picking Pitt over programs similar to Pitt. You know, they're not picking Pitt over Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, places like that. When, when Pitt starts getting those guys, when you look at, in their top five and they have a Penn State, a, uh, a Michigan and stuff like that, those, those are notable wins, in my opinion. And there, there are chances that Pitt still has to get these guys. There, there are still, I, to my count, five different four stars who I think Pitt is in the mix for. Uh, at least three of them have their recruitment dates announced. Elias Rudolph, like I said, is committing Monday night. Personally, I don't expect Elias Rudolph to verbally commit to Pitt. I think he's going go to end up going to Michigan. Others have predicted that as well. I'll be a bit surprised if he does, but I think Pitt's probably second on his list, so maybe I'm wrong there. Um, Nick Marsh commits at the end of the week. He's a four-star receiver. I don't see Pitt landing him. I know he's in the, but Pitt's in the mix for that. Uh, Malachi Williams, a defensive end commits Saturday, four-star guy. I think he's going to end up going to Penn state. He, he made an official visit to Pitt, but Penn state's always kind of looked like his front runner school for him. I'd be shocked if it, he didn't end up at Penn state, but there are some other four stars where I think Pitt is the front runner right now. I think Yasin Williams, that running back from New Jersey, we've talked about. 
He's crystal balled by 247 Sports to go to Pitt. He's the number one player in the state of New Jersey. He's a top 200 player, I think, in the country. That would be an enormous win if Pitt could solidify him and, and, and get a verbal from him and sign him. A four-star running back behind this offensive line and this offense would be a huge, huge get for the Panthers. And another guy I think that he hasn't verbally committed yet, but I think if you've been following along with his commitment, it's pretty clear that Pitt is a very far front runner for him. Is Sincere Edwards, the kid who decommitted from UCF last uh, last month, a day before his official visit to Pitt. And while he was on camp- campus, Charlie Partridge tweeted the, the something. Yeah. And all everyone and all the kid has posted to his social media is pictures of him in a Pitt uniform since that official visit. I think it's pretty clear where he's leaning right now. Now, granted, mm-hmm. he could change his mind. With NIL, someone could come in and say, our all collective can give you more. There's a lot of different things that can change, but with these five four stars that Pitt's still in the mix for, just off the top of my head, these five, I think Pitt has a really good shot at getting two, if not three of them. And if that happens, then yeah, this is a legitimate recruiting class. I think five four stars is the most Narduzzi's had in his time here. So if this t- if this class can get more than five, and it's you know it's on its way there, it's legit. It's it's a really really good class. It's it's. We've always said it's on its way to being good right now, but it needed to land the big dogs. Getting Cameron Lindsay last month was the, one of those moments. And I think there are more guys to come. It's just you can't consistently lose out to programs that you're better than. And I think losing out to a program like Purdue is, is a tough blow. Losing out to you know other programs like that, having guys decommit and go to UCF, it's tough. You can't have that, but – like Chris said, like I've said, it, it's a long thing. You're going to have ups and downs. Um, I still expect some good moments to come from this group. But again, there's probably going to be some more tough moments to come as well. We could see another decommitment. We could see guys change their mind and just totally do a 180. It wouldn't be the first time it happened. It won't be the last. So it's fair to say it's hit a wall, but it it was never as great as a lot of people thought it was. It was never as bad. It's It's currently not as bad as a lot of people think it is. It's just recruiting. That's just how it goes. We'll move on now. Joseph wants to know, who's a local player that Pitt fans need to keep an eye on this fall? Someone who isn't committed to Pitt, but is receiving interest from the program. I'm going to start off here, Chris, because I think as time goes on, this guy's looking more and more important to the Panthers. I think it's Julian Duggar from Penn Hills, Mm, the three-star quarterback. He doesn't have a ton of offers. If you you look at it, I think he has uh, Pitt, UMass and Toledo right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if when we get into the fall, if he picks something up from the other local, some power five thing, I bet you West Virginia will probably offer him, and, and some other local ones, maybe like a Cincinnati or something like that. He'll probably get some more max schools as well. Um, but this is a guy, I think they're, they're not going to want to go another year without, I mean, they had Diefenbach in this last class and everything, but I think they, they want another quarterback. They don't want to have to, go without getting a three-star in this class. And if Trevor Jackson doesn't commit, which I still think he probably will, but if they don't miss out on him, I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis on Duggar. And and Duggar's a guy who, yeah, like we've mentioned, he hasn't got a ton of attention, but I know he really impressed some people at a passing camp at Pitt last uh, month. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that he's another local guy, I don't know. 
I, I could see it happening. You have anyone else on your mind, Chris? Uh, Duggar was the was the one guy I was looking at the most here just for the Penn Hills connection, for what he's been able to do there. And, and, and you know, I've called some of his highlights on Channel 11, so yeah. uh, I, I recognize the name there. Um, but, uh, but I mean, you look you look at the potential here for what Pitt's doing. Uh, I agree as far as the, the, the interest that we've seen as far as you know, what's been tallied so far, West Virginia being the other local school that we haven't seen Penn State get into this mix just yet. Um, if it's Pitt in West Virginia, maybe this comes down to, you know, what, you know, who sells him the best over the next several months. And that could involve the backyard brawl being a factor here. Yeah. Uh, the backyard brawl won over some guys uh, to, to come to Pitt. Uh, last year with their win and some people saying like, you know, some of those players saying like that was the best environment I've ever seen for a football for, for a football game uh, with the way that MJ Devonshire had his uh, his pick six uh, in the fourth quarter and the explosion that we saw at Acrisure Stadium. Uh, you know, but if West Virginia gets a win like that and let's say Julian Duggar's visiting for you know visiting at that point in time, maybe he can get swelled by that. But if Pitt's able to steal one there, I think something like that can play into it. And this is thinking down the line, but uh, Duggar is, is another guy but yeah, that, that can fit this profile. But you're right, Pitt needs to find their new young quarterback for the future. I think Christian Veyer is, is the next in line for uh, for Phil right now, but um right now they they you know Ty Diefenbach is going to be developing but they they need to have multiple options because if you just bank on one guy you're going to be back in the portal probably again at, at some point and then you're going to be looking for that but you want to have a guy that you develop that's what they had with Kenny Pickett he became their starter at a young age and he grew you don't you're not going to have that too often where a guy's going to start as a freshman and then just work his way up work his way up over the years but I think they would like to have a guy who's in their system develops in their culture and becomes a starter. And if Duggar can be a part of it, can be another candidate to be like that. They, they should make every effort to get him. I don't know if they will, but it will certainly be an interesting story to follow over the next six months or so. Yeah. Duggar's the main guy, I think in the area for the 2024 class. Um, but if you want to look at other guys aside from that, you know, someone who isn't a senior and has a couple more years. I, I mean, we talked about Tyke Hayes from Aliquippa, the running back. He's certainly someone you want to keep an eye on. Pitt has uh, two guys at Central Catholic right now that are younger guys who have offers Bradley Gompers and um, Colson Gatton. Those are two underclassmen right there. Linebackers, um, one of them might play tight end, but I, I think they'll probably both be linebackers at the next level. And, uh, I mean, that Central Catholic team's loaded with talent, so there's yeah. a lot to watch there if you're a Pitt fan. Um, O'Hare, I think is it O'Hare or O'Hara, uh, the receiver from North Catholic. Um, he's really talented. I know Pitt's interested mm. in him. So there, there, there are more than a few guys. I, there's a kid at Westinghouse I know that has a Pitt offer uh, right now. Um, Larry Moon, the third from Aliquippa, hasn't even played a high school football game right now uh, just yet, and he already has an offer from Pitt. So there, there are a lot of underclassmen that I, I think in a couple of years, this class of what would be like 26 maybe or 27 – we're going to see probably – that's going to be one of the more talented classes I think the Whitfields had in the last decade or so. Um, and, and I think Pitt's going to be in the mix for a lot of those guys. So start watching, you know, the, the powerhouses, the, the Aliquippas, the Central Catholics, the, maybe the North Alleghenies, the Thomas Jeffersons, the McKeesports, if you will, uh, Central Valleys. You'll see some guys, and they're young right now, but there's, there's some future Panthers on those rosters, I believe. 
Yeah, Kaishawn Robinson, the kid out of Westinghouse, you you mentioned yes. there. One of those, one of those guys that could very much be that. There's there's always talent in Western PA. Uh and, and I think the biggest thing, like like we've been talking about for the past year or so, can they consistently win some of those Western PA recruiting battles with the higher talented guys uh that that, that come out of here? Robinson's gonna be fun to watch. I saw he just picked up a Florida offer the other day. That's when's the last time you saw a city league guy get an SEC offers? I mean, that's that's a big time, it's a big mm-hmm. time thing for him. So Huge. he's pretty young. Uh, Jason, final question, wants to know, with less than a month away from training camp, uh, what are some position battles we anticipate when camp arrives? I like this question, Carter. Uh, I think there's a couple clear ones. Which one do you have your eye on the most? I want to see what happens at edge because we know Dayon Hayes is the top dog. We're excited about Nikai Johnson, but Bam Brimma isn't going to give that up, and he's a redshirt senior who's been waiting for this opportunity. But also Sam Oka, Samuel Okanlola has really came on last year, and Nate Temple's another redshirt senior. There's only, there's only so many snaps that can go around, um, and we know that Pitt loves to use their rotation a lot, so I mean, guys are going to get their opportunities. But who earns the starting position? Who gets the key snaps when the top when the first defense is out there? That's when I'm going to be curious about as far as this edge position because we talked about how at defensive tackle Devin Danielson and David Green are kind of your top guys they're kind of like penciled in there right now and I think that they're they're pretty they're pretty close to being like penned in there or sharpied in there as starters with Fitzsimmons and Donald and guys behind them but I I really think outside of Dayon Hayes it is anything could go at edge right now so that's that's one key position I have my eyes on what about you I'm looking at safety. I just think both of those safety spots, I, I think there, there are four, if not five guys, I think that are really battling for those those positions right now. Um, P.J. O'Brien was the star of the spring. He was the MVP, I think, of the he spring lit it game. Up. He had the, yeah, yeah, he had the pick six that won the defense, the game. Um, Javon McIntyre is someone they're clearly high on who, who made some mm-hmm. big plays late in the season last year as a redshirt freshman. Uh, but, I mean, Donovan McMillan came in here from Florida and – he didn't they come like here to lot. sit the bench. I think they that like he's – yeah, they like him a lot. They like Stephon Hall a lot, a kid out of Central Valley. There, There is a lot that that, that that safety position has to offer after replacing two guys who were all ACC honorees last year and two guys who were drafted into the National Football League. They might have more talent in that safety room this year than they did last year. And it's just going to come down to finding the two best guys who can play that position, I think – discipline is going to be a big part of it where you have a lot of raw talent, but who can stay home and, and make the, make the smart football plays. And um, that's, that's going to be something that's really interesting to me because I don't know if that position battle is going to be settled by camp. I think that that's going to be a week to week thing where, like I said, with the defensive line, we might see guys starting different guys starting week to week. there, just based on matchups maybe, or based off of, other things that could be a really entertaining thing to watch. Also that third linebacker spot uh, between Brandon, Brandon George and uh, Solomon to shields, I think mm. something interesting uh, offense. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot to battle for right now. It feels like <laughs> the entire starting on a set. Yeah. You know, maybe like Branson Taylor battling Ryan bear or somebody on the, uh, for the last tackle spot, depending what they want to do. Um, but for the most part, I think there's going to be a couple of defensive position battles, but overall they're, they're looking pretty set when it comes to uh, this upcoming season, which is going to be interesting because I feel like there were a little bit more uh, in the battle department last year uh, for certain spots. So I'll Carter, add this to I'll okay, add this to the pile. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll add yeah. this to the pile. Who gets who comes off the bench first for the cornerbacks? Uh, what, you know, because typically you look at MJ Devonshire, Marcos Williams, and AJ Woods, but can Ryland Gandy get in the mix there? Rashad battles back from his injury. 
I want to see who who kind of who kind of speaks up there because Ryland Gandy was getting a lot of hype from Pat Narduzzi and the coaches last year as far as just coming in as a freshman, being a track star, and and fitting in there. I want to see how he takes this next step because if he's able to let's let's say some guy gets hurt, things happen, and he gets a start, he gets a chance to start, or someone gets a chance to start. Is it him? Is it battle? Is it someone out there? And if 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 there's battles for a spot there. That's what I, something I could I'd be really interested to see because uh, I think Rashad Battle has a lot of potential, but I also think so does Rylan Gandy, and I, I want to see who wins who wins out in that battle uh, as far as who fits their corner. And that's an important. I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important. You could call it the third, fourth corner, whatever, because next year those three guys who have basically represented that position for the last three years at Pitt, mm-hmm. um, they're gone. And you don't yeah. want to have an entirely new cornerback position, especially on this defense. Mm-hmm. So guys like Gandy, guys like Battle, there's there's others as well. It's important to get them reps against legitimate, you know, starting receivers from opponents. It, it's it's good to go up against ones in practice, and it's it's good to get them in when you have a comfortable lead and stuff. And I understand that Quez and and, and MJ and Woods, that trio is probably the maybe top three trios in the ACC and that's being modest. Um, but yeah, you, you got to look a little bit past this year. If you're, if you're pit on that secondary and um, that's an important one. I'm glad you brought that up. Carter, any other final thoughts? Uh, just, I hope everyone is good. It had a happy 4th of July and that everyone's enjoying, enjoying their, uh, enjoy their long weekend and stayed safe out there. Um, we only got a few more weeks until training camp comes around and then it will be in time to get busy again with stuff here at Pitt. So, uh, I still think, like we said, there's still more to come in this, in the recruiting battles and some of those recruiting battles will get resolved in the fall. So don't forget that those type of things happen. Um, but stay tuned. We'll still, we'll still be covering it wall to wall here at the post Gazette. Absolutely. We'll have it all covered both online and in the paper. And of course on this YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and keep tuning in to the post Gazette sports now YouTube channel. Take care. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you liked the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down in the description.